to Cutscenes and Cupcakes, the podcast where we talk about video games, whether we like them or we did, or maybe we didn't like them, what maybe, characters we thought were hot, definitely that, and also just the storylines, maybe some of the history of the games, um, plots, clothing, clothing. Really, really anything. Anything we liked or didn't like. What it, it reminds us of, and then go off on a tangent. Because that <laughs> happens quite a bit. Let's see. My name is Marley. I'm Steph. I'm Lindsay. And we are your hosts, and we will talk about video games for as long as we feel like. And then we'll also talk about cupcakes or other baked goods that we maybe decide that we want. It's you get to have perspectives from um, lots of different people. Well, not lots of three, three different people, but with lots of different experiences. Yes, we have Lindsay, who's the expert of the group. Marley, who's right there in the middle, and me. You could call me a noob. She's a noob. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I know what non-play NPRs NPCs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Stephanie knows what NPR is. <laughs> Which is why we brought her into this podcast. Give you a fresh perspective from the noob perspective. Yes, for sure. And then, after we talk about video games, we'll give a rating. And it'll be in cupcakes. So or cookies. Or cookies. Yeah. Or cake. Or cake. Yeah. Or tacos. Just whatever we feel like, really. Whatever but... we might be eating that day. Exactly. So then, so instead of a five star rating out of five out of or zero out of five stars, we'll give a we'll give a baked good <laughs> rating. <laughs> Welcome to our podcast. We hope you enjoy it. Thanks for listening and dive in. We're going to be talking about Bioshock today, and there will be spoilers. So if you have not played the this game, stop listening. Go play the game. And then come back and listen to us, because you'll want to. That's the most important part. Come back and listen to us afterwards. <laughs> or, if you, I guess if you don't care about spoilers, then continue to listen, because we're cool. The game's been out <laughs> for several years, so yeah. I think it's only fair. If you haven't but played Bioshock anyway. yet, what have you been doing? I mean, even like Bioshock Infinite, because I feel like that one is maybe a little bit more popular. Like, a lot more people have played that one that I've asked very cosplayable. That's true. That's true. Mm. However, the first one that takes place in Rapture, that's the one we're going to be talking about today. We will be discussing the ins and outs of this game, a little bit of what we like, what we don't like. We'll, you'll hear from the easy, player easy, which is me, Steph. Uh, player medium, which is Marley. Hi. And then player hard, which is Lindsay. Hello. We're just three girl gamers, different different expertise in the game. Some might say that I'm a noob. I like to per- I prefer the term I'm still learning. Or I'm a gracious host to an adventure that is a video game. Let's go with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't played a ton of video games. Um, my um, biggest achievement is playing Donkey Kong Country to its completion. I am bomb at Donkey Kong Country. Everything other than that, if it is not a 10-second death fight till the death game, like Mortal Kombat, Injustice, Super Smash Brothers, I kill. Um, I am not super awesome <laughs> at... Hey, this is my part. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but I'm getting there, and I'm working on it, and 
actually learning about these video games and kind of getting more in depth has actually been super cool and made me want to play games more. Don't tell my husband I said that because he'll um, bother me till I start doing what I said I'll do. Okay. So I am player medium, the level medium, and as the medium player, I feel like my expertise is all over the place. I've had I've had a lot a lot of um, experience with gaming. Not a lot of my own like personal me actually holding the controller. At least more recently with these uh, more intense games. But I, I started off playing like the classics like N sixty four with um, like Mario Kart and Goldeneye, and then it kind of evolved into like those fun group games like um, that like involved dancing like Just Dance and Dance Dance Revolution and stuff like that. And what do you do in um, Just Dance? Well, Stephanie, you you just dance. <laughs> of course. Um, I don't appreciate the condescension, Marley. Well, you are the noob, so I guess you would have those kinds of questions. Except she's played Just Dance with me many times, and she's well, she's she's okay. <laughs> Anyways, I also have um, some experience um, playing as target practice when I've played video games with my brother, such as Halo and Call of Duty. Later on. I would play a lot more like the really just like stupid hard games like Bloodborne and Dark Souls and some other random ones with my uh, now ex-husband. So I played a lot of those. The bro games, we will call them. Yes. yes. There's bro like games. the holy trinity of bro games. It's Bloodborne and then two other games. <laughs> <laughs> That's our new and then lately, my gaming experience has just been hanging out with uh, these fine ladies and some of our other friends. We get together and we just like to play as a group and um, just, I don't know, we just pass around the controller, we just have a good time, we get into it. Some of my favorite games are Bioshock, which we're going to be talking about today, and also The Last of Us. I'm really into zombies, so I like that one a lot. Zombie? So that's about me. All right. I'm Lindsay. I'm the hard gamer. I've been gaming my entire life. I think my first game was on a green screen. Pretty early on, we had like a green screen laptop kind of situation. Like birth? No. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how you were born, but that's not how I was brought into this world. My mom had that Atari controller in her hands (laughs) while she pushed. That's terrible. (laughs) But also the bright way to give birth. Like, that's a birth plan I could get behind, but it's also like, what? (laughs) I'll bring a DS to your next delivery. Please, I'll bring one. I'll have one. (laughs) I wonder if anyone's really done that. I wouldn't be surprised. It's a good distraction. Anyway, I moved through dozens of SNES games onto one of my favorite games, Ocarina. SNES. Yes, SNES. <laughs> on to my favorite game, um, Ocarina of Time on the N64. Then onwards through heavy phases of Assassin's Creed, Mass Effect, and the more recent Zelda games, and pretty much anything I can get my hands on. Now is our segment called Not a Sponsor. It's where we talk about things that we like that are not sponsoring us, but we're open to negotiations. Love your people, contact our people. My not a sponsor today is the Red Rising series by Pierce Brown. Oh, so amazing. I do have to say I did not stumble across this by accident. My husband has been um, berating me for the last six months-ish to read them. And I was like, it sounds like a boy book. It sounds, (sighs) it sounds fine. (laughs) 
<laughs> you don't say it sounds bad because you don't want him to like keep bothering you. Say it sounds fine, so it's more neutral. <laughs> um, but finally, I gave it a shot, and I do have to say they are really good books. I'm on the third one now. It's a trilogy, and then he's also done more books past that. So there's four <laughs> in total, I guess, long and short. They're really good. And Pierce Brown, the author, actually writes some really badass female characters. And I always am nervous about male authors writing female characters because I have issues with that sometimes. Um, but he does really well. He does. And he has some kick-ass females as well as some awesome male characters as well. Check out the Red Rising books. The first one, it, they're all like super action-packed, which is nice in a book sometimes so you don't get bored. There's a lot going on. It keeps your attention. And once you... They end on cliffhangers. I'll let you know that because you want to read the next one almost immediately. I'm halfway done with the third one. And I'm really excited to see where this series will go. I also follow Pierce Brown on Instagram because isn't that what you do when you like something? Oh, he's hysterical. Well, first of all, he's hot. Like... What? Like, hello, Pierce. (laughs) He really is. (laughs) (laughs) Then he posts pictures of himself with dogs. Yeah. And his dogs are named after characters from his book. So I've, I've <laughs> also read... That's pretty nerdy. I've, so I've also cute. read the trilogy, and I'm on the fourth book now, and it is... They're so good. So, so good. Everybody needs to read those books and love them. <laughs> Go read them. Lindsay, I leave our podcast until you've read them. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so Pierce Brown, not a sponsor, but baby, we are open to it. <laughs> <laughs> so my not a sponsor segment is a little show that I've been re-watching, actually. I've seen it all the way through once before as, as it was releasing. It's called Pretty Little Liars. I know, it's, it's kind of one of those funny, like, little girl, like, dra- drama shows, you know, teen dramas. That was my shush sound because in the intro they do that. It's true, they do. Steph's also seen the show, but it's it's that's another one I'm missing out on. It sounds like it sounds like a silly teen drama, and it kind of is, but at the same time, like it's very intriguing. It's a mystery. It's a thriller. It's captivating. I will yes. say that for sure. And because lately I've been I've been kind of obsessed with some different true crime podcasts. And hashtag not a murderer. <laughs> hashtag I'm not a murderer. <laughs> but I just, I'm fascinated with the stories and like about missing persons and murder stories, just different ones like that. Just finding all the different clues and hearing these different like reporters and other people just talk about them. So that kind of inspired me to rewatch Pretty Little Liars because it's kind of, I mean, it's, it's about a girl, their best friend dies and they don't know, you know, what happened. And I'm not going to give any spoilers about the show because it's... There's a lot that goes on, but it's a really good one. So anyways, Pretty Little Liars, not a sponsor. (laughs) (laughs) Um, My not a sponsor, I think, is going to be one that we can all discuss at length and have (laughs) discussed at length. Um, But I'm going to go with Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yes. I've been watching it again and again and again. I saw it for the first time a couple months ago, all the way through. And then... I've just been re-watching it because it puts me in such a good mood. Like, it's one of those feel-good movies. It's got, like, little morals inside of the episodes, but also it has, you know, just uh, supreme wit, which I just love. So very witty. I Um, love Andy Samberg. I follow all of them on Instagram, and they're all, like, they seem like top-notch people. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, that's my uh, not a sponsor. Nine nine. nine 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 noise noise <laughs> cool 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 <laughs> so yeah 
Yeah, let's talk about uh, Bioshock. Bioshock Rapture. Okay. So the beginning of Bioshock, you're in a plane crash, and you land right by a lighthouse, which takes you to... Rapture. Rapture. <laughs> that was not scripted, but worked out awesomely. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to talk about the the story outline of the game. Now, I'm going to try my hardest to keep this quick and concise, but it's really hard because there's so much that goes on with this game. And... The outline, because there, there's a lot of things that happen before Rapture, when like when the actual game starts, when that plane crashes. So that that character that's on the plane, his name's Jack, and he's like the person that you're, you're controlling in the game. When you first meet him, he he's Jack. What's his last name? When I, you, you don't really know. You don't even know his first name. Okay. Yeah, technically you're just you don't, yeah. first person character. You see yeah. his arms. He's got. A strange tattoo, and that's all you know about him. Yeah, you really don't. And he wears, like, a sweater. <laughs> you can yeah, sleep. <laughs> a cable-knit sweater that gets soaking wet and covered in blood and grime and plasmids and goo mm. and sewage, and he never, ever changes. <laughs> so, Bioshock is set in, in 1960 in the underwater city of Rapture. It was first created and constructed in the 1940s, so not too, um, not too much um, before this, and it by a man named Andrew Ryan. He wanted to create a utopia for society's elite. Anyways, um, so tension kind of um, came to a head on New Year's Eve of 1958. And you know this because as you're walking through Rapture, you see, like, it looks like like there was a party. There's a masquerade. They, yeah, like a masquerade. Yeah. There was, like, this huge party, and there's, like, banners everywhere that say Happy New Year, and people are in, like, fancy clothes. Like, these splicers, they're in, well, it's, they're really tattered and torn. Cue um, Boz Lerman's <laughs> Great Gatsby movie, because I feel like that is accurate to what this oh, yeah, masquerade party sure. would have been like. <laughs> And so then all of a sudden, like, what was once a beautiful utopia, it fell into a crumbling dystopia. So, back to the start of the game. We meet Jack, and his plane goes down in the ocean, finds a lighthouse, which takes him down to Rapture. I'll never let go. And he, when he arrives, Atlas contacts him through the radio and guides him to safety from the splicers. Atlas convinces Jack to help him take down Ryan, but first he wants to save his family. Jack doesn't make it in time to save Atlas's family because Ryan gets to them. So Atlas is enraged and he's like, okay, fine, we're going to get Jack. I'm, you know, I want your help to really take down Ryan. Like, I'm going to lead you to right to his office. And let's see. So eventually he reaches Ryan's office and he finds him playing golf. Just chilling just in his mini office. Yeah, just a little mini pop putt putt. And we find, again, spoiler alert, we find out that Jack is actually Andrew Ryan's illegitimate child that Fontaine took from him. So again, I'm sorry, there's a lot that goes on with this game. <laughs> the, lore is, the lore is very deep. It's so very this is deep. just scratching the surface. It's one so, of those games you can really it's true. dive into. And so I'm sorry if I've lost you, but just we're going to just keep going. So Fontaine, um, again, he was that businessman who um, led the lower class group to rebel. And with no place to run, Andrew Ryan, he's just like, okay, well, I'm just, I'm going to accept death by my own free will. And he quotes a very, very famous quote from the game. It's called, it says, a man chooses, a slave obeys. And he asks Jack, would you kindly kill him with a golf club? And Jack is compelled to do so. And he 
he doesn't really know why, because that's just... He's so used to killing splicers because they're just, you know, they're just so far from being human and, and everything, so he's confused. But he becomes aware that the phrase, would you kindly, um, preceded many of Atlas's commands. It was like a hypnotic trigger, and it was forcing him to follow his orders without question. Steph, you look like you didn't know this already. I didn't know this. I promise I did. I have played this game several times. It is very fascinating, though. Um, once you have already played through one time and you go back and you're like, why is that? Oh my gosh, Atlas is totally saying, would you kindly, so many times and we just do it. So then Atlas, he actually reveals himself as Fontaine and he takes control and he leaves Jack to die. But then Jack is saved by the little sisters and the keeper of the little sisters. Her name is Dr. Tenenbaum and you meet her in the game and together they overcome Fontaine and kill him. And that's actually one of the endings. There's actually a couple different ones, depending on how your choice is through the game and how you... Because when you come across the little sisters, you're able to, like, rescue them. Or harvest. Or harvest them, which I find that term, like... It's just pretty cutthroat. Yeah, <laughs> it's crazy. Um, so we usually, the times that I've played, we've always chosen to save the little sisters. So they're always, so I've always seen the ending where they save uh, or where they help you. Yeah. That's always the best ending. Cause oh, I'll yes. be honest, the bad ending, the like harvest ending, a little bit disappointing. It's not like, oh, you get away with being a badass. It's more like, oh, well, I should have done things differently. You mm -hmm. know, it's, it's a little more disappointing. Yeah, for sure. So that is essentially the game. I like I said there's I know that there's a lot, but that's just kind of the main plot points. So as you can see, there's one there's a couple threads that come together for one of the huge themes of the story, which is Anne Rand's Atlas Shrugged. Andrew Ryan is in fact another name for Anne well not another name. Uh, it's kind of a play off of of Anne Rand. Mm -hmm. um, and then Andrew Ryan's backstory, which is similar to Anne Rand's backstory, they both are immigrants from Russia, leaving because of the communist regime, to try to come to America into a more capitalist society, but were unhappy with um, the capitalism that was in America. So Andrew Ryan took it to the next step and decided to create his own society where capitalists can rise to the top, Everyone is fighting and just um, profiting from their, their own sweat of their brow. He also, like Anne Rand, had atheist ideals where no one should be subject to a god that you don't know. In essence, Andrew Writing is fighting for a world of objectivism, which is atheism, capitalism, and self-interest all coming together. And to do that, he had to come to a, he had to make his own society called Rapture. And it was actually interesting. I watched a documentary um, where the creators talked about it. And the um, art director was talking about creating the world of Rapture, which is amazing, beautiful art deco. Oh, it's like my favorite genre of <laughs> It's a really cool environment. It's beautiful. The cinematography is amazing. And he was thinking about the physics that it would take to create a world underground or a world underwater. And, I mean, it got really complicated. And in his mind, he was like, what if we just took a city and just sunk it directly down? Which goes into the idea about of the ridiculousness of rapture and of the society and how it isn't something that would work and is something that it's only 
option was actually to come into a civil disarray and come into civil war, which I think is just a fascinating idea. I think um, there's a lot of ideals behind some behind these ideas that in a perfect world, which Rapture wanted to be, it would work out. But with the complexity of human nature, it's just not going to. <laughs> well, especially with like the introduction, or not introduction, I should say, like the discovery of these of this atom, this genetic material, like that just just throwing that into the mix and how people like like it, to me, it just sounds greedy. Like you just want more and more of that atom so that you can become like just even more superhuman because you can have multiple like powers you can't you don't right. just have one like you can just keep getting them all so it's just very greedy well they, there's a poster in it that says like you don't need to be you don't need to be an ugly person you can always be beautiful with adam which is just this idea of like <laughs> <laughs> everyone has to look the same and everyone has to have this ideal of beauty there's no it takes away the different i don't know what i'm trying to say but but yeah, the atom kind of messes everything up for everybody. Uh, I mean, like most drugs do. What? <laughs> drugs are not a sponsor of this podcast, and they're not something we want to sponsor us either. Drugs in general. <laughs> just drugs. It depends on what kind of drugs. Illegal substances. Illegal drugs. There are a lot of really cool themes in Bioshock, and like we were saying, the lore goes so deep. That you can really, you know, take your time and explore it. You get a lot of the story through audio logs left behind by characters. And then the, the couple characters and bosses that are still alive and will talk to you. I think it's interesting that Atlas has a lot of the, the audio recordings. Because the idea what? of Atlas and capitalism, you don't think it's a he lot? He doesn't of... really have audio recordings. He just talks to you. Yeah, it's a radio. Okay. Yeah. okay. I think it's interesting that Atlas is the one who's kind of leading you and guiding you because it's kind of the idea of like how capitalism is such a good idea and seems really beautiful, but it can be really harsh in real life, which is kind of how Atlas ends up being. Interesting. See what they did there. <laughs> Some themes in the game are a huge one is family. Um, there's a part where Atlas slash Fontaine talks to you and he's like, you know, we could have been family, you know, the way I've treated you, the way I've guided you. And then, of course, there's less, you know, other bad family dynamics like Andrew, Ryan, and Jasmine Jolene, where it's just kind of a nasty situation and, you know. Um, but then there's good ones, too. There's Jack and the Little Sisters, which... If you get the positive ending, you you know you save the little sisters. You go to the surface, and they live lives, and it shows you kind of growing old. And then you know a couple hands, like feminine women hands, just put theirs on yours, and you know it's yours because the tattoo. And it's just like a beautiful family ending, and like that's what a lot of the characters are ultimately seeking: our family connections. I think it's interesting because in the original story sequence of it, little sisters didn't exist. And the atom was just like little slugs that like floated around without um, a host. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> it would have been so. I think that it's a good lacking. change that they. Yeah, I mean, I think this was like, um, like phase one, and they did not stick with that. So, so instead, they just decided that the slugs would be implanted into the stomachs of the little Normal. girls. Normal. What? Uh, totally not disgusting. There was originally supposed to be four different types of big daddies as well, but they kind of just stuck with the the big 
Big Daddy. There's a couple different types. There's the Rosies and the Bouncers. I might be missing one. Uh, yeah, so there are the couple different kinds of uh, of Big Daddies. Well, that's all I've got on You're it. You're right. Um, what's your favorite character? One of my favorite characters that we have not talked about yet is Sander Cohen. Uh, he, that was going to be mine. Well, you, we can talk about him, all too. Right, all right. We, we can even creepy we can mofo agree. Sander Cohen. So awesome he, mofo. He is described... He's a poet. He's a composer, a sculptor. Rapture's first gay icon. He originally... Um, that was aggressive. That I'm was. sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so he was originally from New York, and that um, he was a renowned artist. And so he came to Rapture with all of his um, knowledge and glory. And he just really, he, he just, he went mad. And he became very sadistic, um, sadistically impassive, um, is what this description I'm reading says, to the deaths and suffering of others. So when you encounter him in the game, he like, he wants you to like, go uh, kill some different splicers and then like take pictures of it or mm -hmm. I don't know just something like he wants you to complete his artwork which yeah. is like a bunch of bodies plastered together yeah it's with just, holding up frames and you put so... the photos of the other dead bodies in it which the artist <laughs> made to move when you're not looking at them which is one of the creepiest things that haunts my dreams oh yes oh yes <laughs> I and was you... in the documentary the guy was talking about how he really pushed to want that to happen and like all the Sandra Cohen thing to happen. They wanted to do a more milder approach to Sander Cohen. And there is just one artist that was like, no, he needs to be this creepy, like disturbing fellow. And he succeeded. <laughs> and he just, in his little dominion, which is the um, level called Fort Frolic, he like just in within his dominion, like everybody that comes to him, they're just they're just subject to his whims. Like he's just he's whims. He's, he's just very like he's just very entertaining and strange character, which I think just makes it all the more fun. When yeah. he, uh, that's like one of my favorite levels to be and honest. Also, it's it's really cool because he's one of the few bosses that you can choose whether or not to kill him. Like you oh, don't yeah. have to kill him, and uh, you know that tells me he's special. Mm -hmm. <laughs> sure. I always kill him because I want the treasure, but you know. <laughs> I'll see if you guys can guess who my favorite is. He would say, this one fat! This um, one ugly! Steinman. Uh, Dr. J. Yes. Steinman. Well, I, Most I, quotable. Yes. Sure. Oh my gosh, I just love his psychosis. Uh, <laughs> I also find it very interesting because obviously he's a doctor and he um, was made to manipulate people's faces, make them more ugly. Well, I think more beautiful than the end, more ugly. And they took that idea, the distortions of the Splicer's faces, they took these ideas from uh, the pictures of early, 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 like, skin grafts and plastic surgeries. Uh, <laughs> like, yeah. World War II vets, skin grafts and plastic surgeries, and just like, oh, the it was before the science was there, it was before anesthesia was, uh, and so just like the distortions of their faces. And that's where they got the idea to, like, make... The splicers look the way that they do. And so I think that just this crazy psychotic doctor going off, like, before he has science, obviously, to get these, the results that he wants, creating these people in his image. Not his image, but the image in his mind. And it's just, a, it's disturbing, but wonderfully tickles my interest. 
it's he's really specially crazy because he finds his tapes and he's like thinks he's talking to the goddess Aphrodite and he's just like ah what are we gonna do about symmetry you know and it's just it's so creepy he's I always ask one. myself that <laughs> he's a very fun one that's for sure who's your um, favorite Lindsay well we've gone through all of mine I think if I had to pick one it's a, kind of an abstract one um it would probably be Bill McDonough. He's a character that leaves behind tapes. And he's like, there's one very famous one that shows on the loading screens. And it's leaks, lunatics, rebellion. And now bleeding ghosts. Ain't life in rapture grand. And it's just like, <laughs> does he have that accent or did he does have, have an accent? <laughs> he does. Um, I probably did a terrible job of it, but. <laughs> I liked it. <laughs> Coming from Stephanie, who has great accents. Let's yes, not go there. The <laughs> but, yeah, what a great game. Um, I don't know. I think for me it was a five red velvet cupcake game. Ooh. Not wow, just any cupcake, a red velvet cupcake. I would have to give it, yeah, four, 4.5 cupcakes. Um, maybe like four cupcakes and a cookie. All right, that's pretty good. That's, yeah, I'll yeah, take that's it. Good. Mm-hmm. That's good. Um, I it to... is a game that I've played all the way through, and that is saying something. <laughs> that, that is. is. <laughs> that is definitely. Um, I would have to give it five cupcakes for sure. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. I love it. And the replayability is just fantastic on it. Like, I just, we, we just started as a group replaying it just the other day, just for fun, mm-hmm. when we couldn't get some recording things to work. And <laughs> Technical It was such a good, like, <laughs> unwind and just, like, a group get-together of just, like, oh, like, well, there's let's something play some Bioshock. about taking that wrench and just killing every single <laughs> See, I really like to just get up close and personal when I'm killing someone. <laughs> so the wrench, very satisfying. That's, that's Steph's choice of, of weapon. My, mine is the... Uh, machine gun <laughs> it is without a doubt the shotgun with electric buck oh yes <laughs> and it has to be one of the absolute most beautiful games I've ever seen I just love the art deco and the underwater um, I love that they were doing it underwater they were able to focus on their area and the details in it more closely and not have to do like a huge world which I think is actually was beneficial to the game I just want to take a bunch of the stills of rapture and put them in my house Right? And then people be like, oh, that's beautiful. Where is it? <laughs> rapture? Have you heard of it? Have you not heard about the Civil War and Rapture? <laughs> Let me educate you. <laughs> oh, such a good game. Yeah. And there's just so much more to it that I know we could go over. And, of course, if we wanted to get into Bioshock Infinite and even the DLC Burial at Sea, which we might at some point. Yeah. Then that's just opening up and even, you know, we're just going to just jump right into the ocean. The vast, vast ocean. <laughs> Somewhere in the Atlantic. <laughs> Get it? But tonight we're not going to have a four-hour podcast about Bioshock as oh, much man. as we would like to. But yeah. Um, we might just call it a night here. I think so. I think so. But you know what? Um, thank you so much for listening. In a couple of weeks, we'll come out with our next episode where we'll be talking about the game Detroit. And make sure you follow us on social media. We have an Instagram account called Cutscenes and Cupcakes. Um, And then we also have an email that you guys can send us emails, questions, comments. Ideas on games that we could talk about. Yeah. And that is cutscenesandcupcakes at gmail.com. Facebook page to come. We're working on it. Yeah, we're working on it. Give us time. Thanks for listening. And have a good night. Bye. Bye. Deuces.